Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you with a Mike Tomlin post-game press conference. That's right. You get me this week instead of Brian Anthony Davis uh, because I was actually able to watch some of this game in my house. Yeah, uh, if some of you might be in the same boat that uh, the game got taken off because of its lack of competitiveness. And if you wanted to know about lack of competitiveness, all you had to do was listen to Coach Tomlin following the game. In his post-game comments, he said that uh, they got handled by a good football team, but they got handled. Um, he's disappointed that they didn't coach or play well enough to stay in the game, um, uh, that, that, that they must make sure that they have better days than today because today was not good. It was not good. Coach Tomlin, you know, he, he sounded like a coach that his team just got it handed to him um, as he rightfully should have sounded. He talked about the injuries that they lost. Uh, Larry O, um, Larry Ogunjobi, was out uh, with a back injury, didn't play in the second half. Cam Sutton with a hamstring injury, didn't play in the second half. Both Pratt, Frermuth, and Levi Wallace uh, ended up with with, with uh, in the concussion protocol. They did not return. I mean, man, the Steelers were down their top three corners um, for the second half going up against such a good team. But at that point, it really didn't, didn't matter as much. Um, they opened it up to questions. Man, um, Coach Tom was asked about Kenny Pickett. He's like, he was highly competitive, but we just got smashed. 
it's kind of hard to assess individual performances when the team as a collective just got completely smashed. Um, Coach Tom was asked about the field goal and when he went for it on um, for the field goal rather than go for it on fourth down. He was upset about it and said, hey, we were going for it. Uh, we had a we had a penalty that we can't take on a on a possession down like that, so we had to kick the field goal. That was a good deflection because that's not what they cared about. It was the one before that, Coach T, that was an embarrassment that you made a decision to go for the field goal, even if Boswell would have connected that uh, that it was fourth and five and there was no penalty and you lived in your fears and kicked the field goal. But of course, he only focused on the other one and no one dared to ask him about it otherwise. Um, then he was asking about if it's possible that they'll replace any starters with the defense after all this. And he's like, absolutely. He's like, you've got to do things to win uh, with what you can do. Right now, I wonder who can they replace based on who they have left. I mean, they their the defense was just so decimated in this game with injury um, and subpar play. So what, what else are they going to do? He was asked if that extended to coaches. And he said, um, you could draw from it what you will, but we're all held accountable for what we do out there in preparation and on the field with, um, in order to, to win a football game. Uh, then he was, of course, you know, in a game that's a blood. He was asked about T.J. Watt and the reports that of him and the knee. Uh, there was one report that that's going to make it be longer to come back. There was another report that it didn't affect the timeline at all. Coach Tomlin's like, um, the reports are what the reports are. He's on IR, and I'll talk about him when he's close to returning. Um, but I'm focusing on the guys that we have now, which is what you expected to hear from him. Um, he was asked um, about – about um, um, that about overall, I can't remember what the question was, but the bottom line is he said that it, that there was playmaking by them and lack of details by us is what Coach Tomlin ultimately said um, to to kind of summarize some things are going on. Um, that uh, that he was also asked about the the hit that that Kenny Pickett took when he was sliding. Um, he said he had no problem with the player out there playing hard. Coach problem, Coach Tom said he had a problem that the officials didn't have a problem with it, that it's on them to make those kind of calls. Won't be shocked to hear Coach Tomlin um, get some sort of fine by that, but I'm, I'm glad he stood up for it. He was asked about James Daniels um, standing up for his quarterback, and he wasn't going to comment on that situation. Um, that was asked about Kenny's response at the end of the game. He called it appropriate when, uh, you know, one of the – in the ending minutes of a game that's a 35 point game and, and and a defender's going at at a guy's knees um he thought he thought that um that, that that Kenny's response was appropriate um he asked about the momentum swing on that 98 yard touchdown of changing everything coach Tom says I don't agree because there was uh, there was we had plenty of opportunity for that one play to not mean everything and and we didn't there was opportunities for to, to overcome something like that. And it was, it was, he said, that's a disrespect to them to put it all on one play to then not say that what they did play in and play out uh, was significant, meaning the Buffalo Bills. Um, he was asked about the, um, uh, about the, uh, oh, what was that? Some, some, I'm trying to read my handwriting um, that he was, you know, at, oh, asked about, Various things oh, with the injuries and whatnot, and the and and the and being able to substitute and stuff. And Coach Tom's answer is, "We just got smashed. We just got smashed." 
And then um, he says, you know, what do you do moving forward? Um, he says you assess and grow um, is the approach that you have to do. I mean, what else can you do? They're not going to cancel the the, the next, uh, what is it? Is it 12 games they have left now? Um, they're not just going to cancel them because they got whipped by this team. They've got to assess, grow, and be ready to take the field again next week. Um, so he admitted that on the last question that his young quarterback was put in a tough spot. He really was, um, you know, having to try to, to make a lot of plays late with the team being down so much. Um, but he, Coach Tom wasn't going to go into a bunch of individual things um, at, at that time. <sighs> so that summed up his press conference. I'm sure it'll be um, interesting to hear from him again on Tuesday. But you know what? It's it's over. It's done. I, I kind of want to burn the tape. Um, it is what it is. The Steelers got it handed to them in a big way by the Buffalo Bills. They, I said before the game, the path to victory in this game was very narrow. And when you give up a 98-yard touchdown and then fumble the ensuing kickoff, your narrow path is almost erased. And, and the Steelers still had opportunities to stay in the game. Um, and it would have taken a lot of things going right, but they did not. So that sums up Coach Tomlin's press conference. Hey, make sure you're checking out everything we have here behind the steel curtain. We aren't going anywhere. Uh, our podcast will still be coming out. There'll be a slight change of just two shows flipping this week on the on the on the morning show side of things, uh, but because of something. Um, uh, a family emergency with someone on staff, you, you, you're likely to get a, a stat geek on Tuesday and a cutting room floor on Thursday for this week coming up. Otherwise, you're going to have the same lineup. You're going to still have the coverage. But, uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you were looking for a game that maybe they could take something away from, and what you could take away from this game is that they are nowhere close on the level of what the Buffalo Bills are at this time. So uh, the, thanks, thanks for tuning in. Hey, Still love my black and gold, even when they come out and lay an absolute stinker. They just got outplayed. But you know what? I'll be here next week cheering them on yet again. So I'm still going to say it. Go Steelers. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. 
see why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.